Welcome to Six Minute Stories, where you can hear the writing of new voices and experienced writers whose submissions appear in the anthologies of the Personal Story Publishing Project. Now in Season 4, you will hear stories from our fifth collection, Trouble. Find links to Six Minute Stories and to the Personal Story Publishing Project at randalljones.com. Everybody loves a good story. We hope you enjoy this one. An Encounter Beyond the Boundaries by Janice Lucky One afternoon, stifling humidity laid to waste all good intentions. With sweat pooling under our eyes, my older brother and I rode our bikes in front of our house on Alfred Street. The St. Augustine neighborhood, thick with pointed palmettos and Spanish moss-draped live oaks, was still. Whiffs of apricot-scented oleanders only added to the heft of the air. We knew we were to stay near the house, going no further than the length of the black steel fence surrounding the Florida School for the Deaf and the Blind. We knew the boundaries well, at least my brother knew them well. I mostly just followed wherever he went, as kid sisters often do. He tolerated me most of the time, when we played cowboys on stick horses in the backyard and when I whispered my hopes and dreams in his ears as we rocked together on the front porch swing. But that day he pushed the boundaries and ventured off to explore where we shouldn't have. Even at my young age I knew if we were found out mother would shout, dad would scowl, and sister would cry tears of empathy. We trekked up one street and down another each one looking identical to me. As afternoon slid into evening, he circled around to return home. Mosquitoes swarmed and emerald lizards darted across the cracks in the sidewalk. Once friendly trees became menacing giants with clutching arms, curling gray moss were strands of rope waiting to entangle lost boys and girls. And I was sure we were lost. Anxiety nattered at my stomach, Still, my omnipotent brother pedaled onward. Loyally, I followed. The dingy houses around us now were ramshackle, their yards crisp with sun-baked sunspurs. The gap between us widened as he rode on more determinedly, and I lumbered to push pedals I could barely reach. Soon, a shoestring on my red plaid sneaker loosened and wound itself into my bicycle chain. Grinding to a halt and balancing on one foot, I yelled for help at my brother's disappearing red cowlick. I yelled louder, still louder. Stop! Wait! His head bobbed out of sight. How could he abandon me stuck like this? I was stranded in front of the most dilapidated house I had ever seen. Boards hung like broken arms. Torn screens exhaled through windows. Unruly shrubbery climbed the house like cat burglars. When a gnome of a man hobbled from the house, fear gripped me by the throat. A gray stocking cap pulled over his inscrutable eyes, framed his shriveled pecan of a face. A frizzled white beard streamed to his waist. A slender rope cinched his tattered pants. 
He scuttled toward me, clutching something shiny in his gnarled hand. Trapped and trembling, I could only stand helplessly, one foot bound to the chain, the other riveted to the sidewalk, and wait for certain death. The sinister storybook character, smelling fusty of sweat and loneliness, said not a word, only bent down and with blunt-tipped scissors snipped my shoelace free. Before my bike could clatter to the ground, I shot down the street. Tears of both fury and relief streamed from my eyes when I spotted my dad and brother approaching in the distance. My brother and I did pay a consequence for our disobedience that day, but there was no shouting, scowling, or crying. It was more a sorting out, a reassembling of my shattered trust. Dad held me in his arms and explained that the scary creature who had come to my aid was just a harmless old man that some called a hermit. My brother's betrayal wasn't explained away as easily. I was the kid's sister, he the older brother, who should look out for me and keep me safe. But my brother had not heard my cries for help, Dad said with only a passing shadow of sadness on his face, because he was deaf. Deaf? Had I known my brother was deaf? Was there a knowing inside me yet unnamed? The naming of it, the living out of it, affected me in a visceral way, cleaving my childhood innocence in two. The illusion of the protected baby sister burst, and I was thrust into, or did I assume, the role of being his protector. From then on, I shielded him from playground bullies, taunts on the bus, and took on anyone who called him deaf and dumb. In an era often unkind to those with disabilities, I was his strongest ally. That childhood tendency would evolve into a rewarding 25-year career as a sign language interpreter. The brush with my bugaboo that humid afternoon so long ago turned out to be the genesis of who I became in my family, in the world. Copyright 2021, Janice Lucky. Janice Lucky, who lives in Davidson, North Carolina, is a member of the Write On Writing Group sponsored by her local library, as well as the online writing group Impromptu. Writing became a rhythm of her life when she scribbled a romance novel in a three-ring binder in junior high school. This sparked a lifelong love of all things writerly, writing, reading, journaling, and hoarding office supplies. Janice was a contributor to the 2020 and Spring 2021 Personal Story Publishing Projects. You can see more of her stories at lknconnect.com. When Janice isn't writing, she can be found encouraging her four granddaughters' creativity or roaming libraries, bookstores, and staples. Read more about this writer and background on this story in a new feature of 6-Minute Stories called Author's Talk.
Thank you for listening to another six-minute story. You can read them all in the five anthologies of the Personal Story Publishing Project. Find the link to our online store at randalljones.com. That's R-A-N-D-E-L-L-Jones.com. There you can learn about submitting your own story for consideration for our next Personal Story Publishing Project. And remember, everybody loves a good story.